1: As much as he touts that he
0: cares about it he doesn't
2: this is our revolution it's not theirs don't let them take it from you don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not it's ours and we will have it it is friday the ninth day of september the year of our lord 2022 i'm johnny ederson alongside bruce adams and the fan favorite somewhere between iconic and psychotic lord marty foster lord foster how are you this evening
1: to be honest I'm sad, a little bit relieved, and at the same time, trepidatious. I'm sad at the passing of Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II, who died yesterday, and I'm relieved that she's no longer having to experience the crap and the corruption that's happening in and around UK, the US, all of Europe, because I'm sure she wanted no part of that. And I'm trepidatious because now we have a new king. The crown passes invisibly to Charles III. And if I was him, I'd have picked a, a different regnal name, which they can do, because I think Charles II was
2: executed. I'm just going to have to Google that to make sure. And while you're doing that, I'm sure we will get down into that uh, that discussion here in just a moment. Bruce, how are you today? I'm healthy and alive. That's good. That's good. We've got a lot to discuss today. Uh, there's going to be some humor, there's going to be some sadness, and there's going to be some fact involved in all of that. Uh, but I thought that we would open the uh, uh, the conversation tonight with the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, and I see that Marty is still hard at work. Uh, but she passed at the age of 96. And uh, I... I do recall seeing her at Windsor Castle about six months ago. Bruce and I were reviewing some video of, of uh, one of the events that they were hosting there that evening. And the way that she was walking when I saw her, I thought, she doesn't have long left. Uh, she's She's got maybe a year tops. And then I saw her a couple of days ago meeting with the new prime minister, which we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, giving her uh, her approval of the new government and uh, the new prime minister. When I saw her a couple of days ago, I thought she's not looking very well. Uh, she's not looking very well at all, and I kind of figured that earlier this afternoon, when the family had been notified and they started to go to the uh, uh, the hospital. And they were sending in, uh, you know, airlifts and, and everything for the family to get them there. And then all of the, like, over the course of a few hours, you could see, like, the BBC and, and everybody. Like, hell, even BBC broadcasts in Australia, they stopped all of their regular programming and said that they were going to continue on until 6 p.m. local time this evening. And all of the presenters changed into suits and ties. So you knew something was up. Uh, and then, of course, all of the... Uh, uh, all of the BBC uh, official accounts on like Twitter and uh, which just went down, by the way, and uh, Instagram and Facebook, they all changed all of their photos and all of their banners and everything to like black out, you know, black stripe that that kind of stuff. So yeah, I kind of figured that uh, that something was up earlier this afternoon when I saw that, uh, and then they were saying that she wasn't in good health and uh, she was in serious condition. And then I thought, okay, yeah, that's, that's probably going to be the end of it. And just before we went on tonight, which you, the listener, you'll hear this would have been last night. Uh, she passed what's going to happen now. I understand that. I I understand you guys have a couple of, uh, you're going to be given two bank holidays and there's going to be a, uh, there's going to be funeral services and and everything, and I mean it's going to be a big spectacle. Now, uh, I, I'm assuming that's going to be um, what, what happens now.
1: Right. What happens now is there'll there'll be a, a period of time in which everything is prepared for a state funeral. There's no way they could get away without having a state funeral. And I just want to correct myself. It was Charles the First that was executed, not Charles II. So lots of soldiers, sailors, and airmen will have had their leave stopped. They'll have all been pre-selected to take their place in the parades the royal marines band the band of the household cavalry and the guards or you know the the um the guards divisions their bands will also be rehearsing and there will be a state funeral in a few days time they they won't leave this too long but it does take some organizing and yes there there will be a day off for the funeral there'll be a day off for Charles's coronation. Whenever that might happen, that that could be a month or two away, but I imagine they'll want to do it
2: fairly quickly. Which begs the question now, when Charles takes over, I mean, we, we already know that he's kind of, um, uh, how do I put this, uh, a green uh, eco nutcase that's he, yeah, uh, wrapped a, he... around the finger of Klaus Schwab. Like, well, I mean, wh- how's this going to go now? It's just like, this is going to be, we're, we're going to see an intensification of uh, of just this propaganda that's going to be thrown at us.
1: Yeah. I can't see it going any other way. Charles has always been an eco warrior. He's always been a tree hugger, and you know he, to my mind is he's a victim as well. He has gone the he's taken the wrong path, he could have made a stand he could have distanced himself from the world economic Forum, but I think he truly believes that their lies. Are actually the truth, and he, he doesn't see them as lies, and he sees the whole sustainable development goals and the ESG stuff uh, and all that as the only way to save the planet. So he hasn't—I don't think—he's sold out as such because um, I'm not
2: sure, my friend. After we heard him giving that no, no, talk he, on he's, China he's, a couple of weeks ago,
1: <laughs> he's on their side, no, no doubt about it. But he hasn't sold out because he has always been from a, a very young man, very vocal about the environment and and how things should be done. So he, in effect, he's not sold out. He's just found his spiritual home within the WEF. And, that, and that's because of the lies they are telling. He's seeing them as truths. And again, I don't want to defend the man because I'd, I'd rather anyone was king. I'd rather Bruce came over and became king bruce than charles windsor can you can you do that you,
0: i don't think i'm a part of the bloodline to be able to do that unfortunately
2: well neither are they
1: uh, are you kidding <laughs> they weren't either they're mostly german
0: yeah that's the big
2: thing so, about it is is they're they're not even english they're german it's like that's the that's the crazy thing about it all i guess and the, i could yeah they, they, I they, like changed Scottish, their,
1: german. they changed their name from Coburg after the first world war to windsor because Habsburg sounded too German. And again, I I have nothing but utter, or had nothing but utter respect for the Queen. She has been an outstanding constitutional monarch, and I'm relieved that she's finally at rest and not having to put up with her favourite son, Andrew, being a complete embarrassment to the royal family. Her eldest son, Charles, basically... Getting on board with a bunch of globalists, sociopaths. Her youngest son, Edward, who failed to get through the course to be a Royal Marine, so he, he didn't manage it. You know, he didn't manage his his chosen armed force, shall we say? I didn't uh, And And went more into musical theatre. I didn't um, she had three and, sons. I didn't know that. Well, That's because Edwards has been out of the picture for quite some time. When he didn't manage to uh, pass the All-Arms Commando course, it was an embarrassment because even though they are given uh, honorary titles and, and ranks within the armed forces, every single one of them also served. Princess Anne, her daughter, was a serving wren you know, Women's Royal Naval Service, Uh, and they they all went through the the training. Obviously, passing the the commando course isn't an easy thing. However, I know lots of people who've done it, and when you've got nothing else to worry about but doing that because all of your other problems are sorted, you would have thought he maybe could have managed it, but he he didn't.
2: Well, you've been through it, yeah. So me, no, hell No? No. I thought you'd. I thought you were one of that. You got to the point where you were one of the instructors of it. I mean, I, you could have fooled me. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. You'll get me filled in. There, there'll be people knocking my door down and looking for me if I even remotely claim to have completed that course. It, it is tougher. It's tougher than Army basic training without so a it's, doubt. It's the,
2: it, so it's like the Navy SEALs, like the Hell Week at Navy SEALs, uh, the kind of training they go through.
1: It's the longest phase one training in all of the armed forces. So phase one for a Raw Marine, because they pass out from phase one as fully qualified to go and do their role. So it's 32 weeks to become a Raw Marine. Whereas for most of the Army, I think. It's twelve to fourteen weeks for phase one. Then there's a phase two, uh, and so on. But um, yeah, the Royal Marine course is a tough course. But Edward didn't manage to do it. We're going down a bit of a rabbit hole here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she's no longer being embarrassed by Meghan Markle uh, and and Harry, who basically is not the sharpest tool in the box, and he's being manipulated by a Hollywood narcissist. So she hasn't got to put up with that anymore. She hasn't got to put up with um, Sarah Ferguson, who, whilst married or after her divorce from Andrew, proceeded to suck Texan oil baron's toes in public and and things like that. Oh God, so she hasn't I've got to put up with about that anymore. That until
2: you mentioned that, I didn't need to hear that again.
1: <laughs> she she's basically she's been very badly let down by her family. Her children have let her down. Uh, there, there's no two way, no two ways about it. And so the question,
2: the the question then becomes, is it going to befall to the eldest grandchild then? William, do you think he's going to let her down or do you think he's, I mean, he's, he's already out taking the, taking up the causes, you know, the, uh, the, the, environmentalist eco warrior stuff. So, but he's, he's giving speeches, invoking his late grandmother in his speeches so, is it something that you think that it will, it, it's kind of like it'll skip a generation and then he'll, he'll pick no, it back up? No, no, no. Uh,
1: it, it's going to take, I think we've lost it. We, Elizabeth II was the last proper member of our royal family that, that we will experience. Her father became king by default when his elder brother decided to marry an American divorcee and the constitution or the laws of the country prevented her from being named as Queen Consort. So he decided to abdicate rather than, you know, put her through that embarrassment, uh, Edward and Mrs. Simpson. So Elizabeth's father was never meant to be king. He became king by default, but that meant Elizabeth was definitely going to be queen at some point. So she was properly groomed. It's, a, it's become a very bad word stage these man. days. She,
2: she was a statement. She, she, she was yeah, a true stage. and she
1: was groomed for that, whereas the new ones, the later ones, William, Harry, they they have had the grooming, but the grooming has been done by Prince Charles. Prince Charles um, has also been groomed, but again, he was also neglected quite a lot because the Queen was very, very busy. Television uh, and, and appearances all over the world meant that the royal family's program was was not as in their 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 program of visits and functions and 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 royal jobs that they had to do um was was increased and more obvious because uh, everything was starting to be covered and, and and in the public eye and to a certain extent prince charles was brought up by staff by the the household staff by the the ladies in waiting by the equerries uh, and A long time, because his father was very much a man's man and an ex-naval officer and saw action in the Second World War, and he was bent out of shape as well. Prince Philip was bent out of shape because he wasn't king. He was Prince Philip. He could never be considered king. So there's a lot of, I've said it before, there's that poem, This Be the Verse, they Bleep you up, your mum and dad. They don't mean to, but they do. They give you the faults that were theirs and some of your own just for you. And that's what's happened to Charles. And that's what's also happened to William and Harry. And William wants to be just like his dad and he wants to support his dad. So that eco message and that gravitating towards the WEF and their sustainable development goals, or rather the UN's sustainable development goals and the ESG. That's why it's happening. They're victims. They 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 can't really be blamed because
2: they're not free. They have no freedom. That's an interesting way to put it. As in, they're not free. They're they're trapped in this um this life of servitude to carry the it agenda. It is to service, or should be. Yeah, yeah. They're they're trapped in that in that lifestyle, and they like there's no way out unless you do something like what did you say his name was Edward Elizabeth? Edward, uh, yeah, yeah. Unless you do something like what he did and just step away from the entire thing and you say that he went into theater he's not no he,
1: he didn't really even step away from it but he just stopped hitting the news uh he, oh, I see. he um he just disappeared out of you the know, he he went into the west end and tried to put all his efforts into theater uh and those kind of things and he's he married a lovely woman and they've had children but he's just kept out of things he has i'm surprised that you didn't know of him
2: no but at the same time i'm kind of not surprised but i guess in in a way that would be the only way out at at least kind of i mean you're you're not out per se but it's like the same thing with uh with harry you know he's he's not out but he's not in either so he's he's off doing his thing in America, and it's like you're, you're literally, you're trading one life of servitude for another. They're into the entertainment industry, and they're they're being uh, schooled by the likes of uh, Obama and that crowd. The Obamas are, are coddling them, shall we say. If you notice, they're doing a lot of the same things now. There was even a rumor that was put forth about, uh, I want to say it was like two or three weeks ago, that it's possible that Meghan Markle could join the Democratic Party and run for president of the United States at some point, which that would be something that Michelle Obama is probably pushing or touting behind the scenes if that were indeed the case, because that's something that she's aspired to do, or at least that's something that's been in the talking points for quite some time. She's now doing her own podcast. They've got a Spotify deal. They've got a Netflix deal. They've got a Disney deal and all the rest of it, just like the Obamas. So I can see that they've literally just traded one life of servitude for another, because they're still part of that agenda.
1: It's Harry not had the misfortune to fall in love with her. I think he would have been uh, a much, much better example of the royal family, along with his brother, William. But he did. He, he did fall in love with her. And at the end of the day, they've become publicity-addicted media whores. There's, there's no other way to describe them. Uh, and they they deserve no respect. They know they deserve no airtime. Just huddle off into anonymity and enjoy the vast amounts of money that you already have. But they won't because they are addicted to publicity. And now they will be used. They'll be used by deceitful Machiavellian types like Obama because of their fame, because people are stupid enough to want to follow, vote for, uh, and just can't get enough of celebrities. And and at the end of the day, um, that's why I always say whenever I encounter a celebrity that they
2: met me rather than I met them. It's a fair way of looking at it. Uh, Charles has just released a, uh, excuse me, King Charles, because I, I guess we're going to have to start getting used to that, has just released That's a statement. That's also a Spaniel, for goodness sake. <laughs> uh, he's just <laughs> he released should, a statement. He should, have picked a different, he should have picked a different regnal name. Go on, carry on. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, he's just re- uh, released a statement on the passing of his mother. Would you like for me to read it? Yeah, please. The death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of great sadness for me and all members of my family. We mourn profoundly the passing of the cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms, and the Commonwealth, and by countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, my family and I will be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was so widely held.
1: Yeah, well, he's right about that. She was held in high esteem and a deep respect, it will not be the same for him. You'll still get the, um, you know, know the people. dotty housewife who collects tea towels and china with royal faces on Right. that will still be waving flags uh, like crazy for for King Charles Spaniel. They'll still be doing that. They'll still be doing that. But for most rational, reasonable uh, you know intelligent people they'll realize that he is not the best man for the job and i don't I, think there there is a suitable replacement quite frankly
2: yeah I, I i know what you mean on that because i i know people that really liked uh, elizabeth as in i mean they're they're not fans of like royals or anything but they they liked her and they don't like charles at all so uh, it's it's going to be that that split, as you said. They're sad that, that she's gone, but they're not happy about what's going to now replace her.
1: Well, you know, in, in today's day and age of diversity and equality, Princess Anne should have probably been considered as the next uh, constitutional monarch of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth. But Charles, me first. Yes, marvellous. Yes, I can't wait. Yes, marvellous. Hug a tree. He's
2: got the job. I'm wondering. is he However, going to take his acceptance speech is he gonna is he gonna do it in Mandarin or is he gonna do it in English? <laughs> uh,
1: there'll, there'll be someone translating it straight into Mandarin. In fact, <laughs> it's probably being translated from Mandarin from Mandarin into English, into English <laughs> and then and then he says it. Yeah. On the subject of Princess Anne, just very briefly, I know someone who has had occasion to host Princess Anne in their in their home because their home was an official government residence. And she's probably the most abrupt and rudest member of the royal family, which I can kind of, you know, if people who don't have tact and diplomacy tend to be straight talkers and play a straight bat to to coin a uh, or to use a, a cricketing phrase. So whilst she might not be the most pleasant individual, I'd still rather she was um, our next monarch
2: than King Charles Spaniel. Is there anything else you want to say on that before we move on? Are we pivoting towards Liz Truss at all? No, I, I wasn't going to go that way. But since you mentioned it, let's do that. Let, let's do that first. Oh. And then we'll go to what I had. Do you have anything else on the royal family before we move to Truss? No, I don't think so. No. OK, so Boris Johnson is out. Liz Truss is in. She is your new prime minister. What do you say to this? What do you say to this? It was a choice between Sunak and her. And both of them are on the payroll of the WEF. So... Like you, you didn't really,
1: yeah. We have a phrase, don't we? Um, it's called Hobson's choice, which is no choice at all, really. Uh, it's an irrelevance which one got in. I've got to say that it was probably down to the you know the 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 members of the Conservative Party who get to make that choice. It was probably down to their own racism that prevented Sunak from becoming Prime Minister. He's the son of two Indian doctors who moved to England, made a lot of money. And Sunak, in his own right, has, has made a lot of money. I mean, he, I think he's worth something like £720 million. And his wife is the daughter of a billionaire in India. So if you wanted someone uh, with absolutely no idea what it's like to be of the the common poorer people of this country, Sunak would have been a a good choice. But I think at the end of the day, it's inherent racism that wound up with Liz Truss. But at the end of the day, it's Hobson's choice as well. They're they're both WEF puppets. And one of the last duties Queen Elizabeth, God rest her soul, had to perform was to welcome Liz Truss as the new prime minister, uh, for which Truss had to um, travel up to Balmoral because the Queen wasn't going to come to um, Buckingham Palace due to ill health. But today, Truss has put that announcement on uh, that energy price caps are to be fixed at £2,500 uh, until 2024. But that's already double what everyone was paying. And the handouts, you know, the the plan, the great plan is to borrow more money, from the World Bank, which the taxpayer will have to pay back later on, to give handouts to people who can't afford their energy bills. Uh, And it won't be enough to cover all of the costs, so they'll still suffer, and we will still have a massive bill to pay back to the World Bank afterwards. So you'll forgive me if I'm not terribly
2: pleased about any of it. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. I, I would just like to ask, are you feeling are you feeling lucky today, Marty? You feeling lucky at all? I don't know. I think you may have fired five shots, not six. Uh, I'm terribly sorry about that. Before I get on to, uh, to what I was going to mention here about that, uh, that specifically, the uh, the energy bill thing in the UK specifically, I mean, you guys are, you guys got a hard winter, just like all the rest of us. We got a hard winter coming up with the uh, the energy cost. But first, before I do that, uh, I need to play uh, something to kind of just set the mood. So um, uh, if we could have Mr. Uh, Mr. Caesar, uh, what, what's his name? C- uh, Caesar something or other. The The guy from, yeah, well, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: your master of ceremonies, Caesar
0: Blickerman! Thank you! Thank you! Welcome, 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 welcome to the 74th annual Hunger Games! Now, in about five minutes, we're all going to be out here.
2: All of the tributes that you've heard about. are you excited? Let me hear All right, Marty, what'd you think of that, huh? Yeah, is it fitting? Is it fitting that you just heard that and you saw that and you just had Mr. Uh, think, Caesar, uh, yeah, whatever I his name it, was there?
1: I think, well, it, it, it would have been done better by Ricky Gervais or uh, to give us a full diversity quota by Eddie Izzard. Um, That is true. He's looking to run for
2: parliament, by the way. He's going to run for parliament. He's been inspired by Zelensky. He couldn't run for a bus. Have you seen the state of him recently? I have. Um, Yes, um, I have. He was showing some leg on the red carpet last week, dressed in drag. Yeah. But see, Marty, the, the thing is, though, I understand you want to talk about Eddie Izzard, but we can't. We can't because you have to figure out how you're going to be able to pay these energy bills. And there's a solution for that. This is why we we set the stage with Caesar. This is why we set the stage for this because that's akin to what this is. Uh, this is uh, what is this? Uh, Philip Schofield's this morning on ITV. Okay, here we go. So we've got we've got we'll pay your energy bills. We've got a thousand pounds as well. So this is energy bills. I think for
1: four months if it stops on that. Nice. Uh, so how are your how how
2: are your energy bills? Are you a bit worried about it all? Oh, major. Yeah. Are you? I've got, I've got one of these prepayment meters and it's absolutely murder. Oh, God.
0: Right, well, let's hope it lands on one of those then.
2: Whatever, right. you're going to win some money, here so don't go, worry. Alex, here yep, we go. One way one way or t'other. Here we go. Round and round it goes. Where it stops,
1: nobody knows. Da-da-da-da. £1,000 or energy down. bill.
0: £1,000 or energy bill. It is going to be...
1: Energy bill. Oh, my God, thank we're, you. We are paying
2: your energy bill for four months. Oh, fantastic. No worries.
0: Oh, oh what a relief. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, listen, well done, you.
2: Yeah, well done. Well done. See, Marty, this is how you're going to get your energy bills taken care of. That That's going to be how uh, how you get that done. You see, it's, it, I it's just- I had no idea.
1: F- I I'd, just- I'd, f- I'd, <laughs> I had no idea that was on this morning. Otherwise, I'd have phoned in You'd have get phoned. my energy bill. <laughs> right. um, but actually, he's just he's just seen himself off, or has he? Energy bills, uh, if he's on a prepayment meter, uh, which he is, it's, which is where you go and charge up a little token at, at your local shop, uh, and then you plug it back into your meter, and it gives you electricity. Now, most people were spending around about one hundred and forty pounds a month That's absolutely on
2: electricity. It's absolute murder. You heard him.
1: Yeah, but it's only four months, so four times one hundred and forty is five hundred and sixty quid, isn't it? No, hang on. Yeah, one hundred and forty. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, five hundred and sixty pounds. It'd have been better off if he landed on a thousand. He should have been disappointed when it landed on energy bills, not not ecstatic. But that's how stupid people who watch daytime television are, unfortunately. It's just you know, not you,
2: like something out of like a dystopian
1: nightmare. Of course, it's dystopian, but everywhere's doing it at the moment. You look at the the lottery, um, which I used to do until I realised it's a tax on stupidity. You're getting these ridiculous uh, jackpots of like £120 million on the Euro lottery. Where's all that money coming from? It's coming out of the pockets of poor people, and one person is winding up with it. And someone, somewhere, probably gets to decide what those numbers are. I don't trust it in, in the slightest. I know I'm a cynic. But um, I no longer trust any of those things. Radio call-ins, where where they call it the cash register, you have to remember an, a number, as in the amount, and they call you. And if it rings more than five times, they hang up. Can you imagine if you've entered that competition uh, and you're hoping for it, that you're not going to have your phone right next to you at three o'clock to four o'clock in the afternoon? But the number of times it doesn't get answered and I, I just hope it is fixed because all those people where where they look and they've got a missed call between three and four o'clock in the afternoon have suddenly realized they've they they've missed out on about £100,000. They'll be topping themselves. Everywhere is giving away money, 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 because money is now meaningless, pointless, worthless, and... At the end of the day, they can take it away from you as fast as they gave it to you because you have to put it into a bank. You've not got it shoved under your mattress. And if you have, if they're moving towards a cashless society, you've lost it already. So yes, Goldfield and Willoughby, you should be bloody well ashamed of yourselves for putting on such a spectacle.
2: On daytime television, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Uh, it just it reminded me of the Hunger Games, and that's that's why I had to uh, had to play the uh, the it, intro to season.
1: Yeah, it, it exactly. It is exactly that the hunger and chill games.
2: It is because it's um, it's eat or heat. That's what the the buzz phrase is now across the UK. Well, as you know, I, I live in an
1: area that doesn't have a, a twinning program. It's got a suicide pact with um, Gdansk, and the kids around here, if they had to get put forward into into the Hunger Games they'd win it for us because they are feral absolutely feral yeah, bring it on. I'll be all right. My, my uh sector, quadrant or whatever you want to call it, ward District
2: will be district. perfectly
1: Okay. District, district. District. It's been a while since I've seen the films, but you know, um, it's
2: it's funny. We uh we got a look last night. Uh Bruce, I'll bring you in on this one. We got a look last night. Bruce figured out what uh Tri State City is all about. Have you heard of Tri State City yet, Marty? Uh no, I'm afraid no. I haven't. Okay, this is uh, this is I'm I'm going to pull a photo here so you can see. This is Tri-State City. What this is, this is the Netherlands, part of Belgium part of germany all the way down to uh as far south as cologne and this is what they want to build this is to be the new capital city of europe is what this is to be uh and you're to have high speed rail that's to be elevated just like the movie the hunger games going to each one of these areas greater london uh frankfurt lille all the way down to uh toulouse and 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 all the rest of it i mean this is really what they want to do did you really think that the uh, the Dutch farmers and, and all of that up there, did you really think that was all about the emissions, as in like the, the farming emissions, the nitrogen emissions? No, no. This is what Gates and company planned to do. Oh, I see. This is where... Well, this normally... Is a, this is your 250 square foot coffin apartment if you're a well-to-do family of four. This is the total digital control, your QR code, your COVID pass, your social credit score. That's all of this. And everywhere outside of that is, unless you live in a major city area... Is empty. You're not allowed to live there.
1: Well, for one thing, it's way too close to the UK. You know that that distance from the Hook of Holland to the coast of Norfolk is around about fifty nautical miles, I believe. So, so it's too close. Move it into the middle. I know why they put it there because no, have be, already no, it be tr- on my
2: doorstep. It's already close enough to my doorstep. See where it's Cologne? That's, it's, that's already close. It's enough. got
1: it's got all of those ports there. So you've got Amsterdam, Rotterdam, there in uh, and Antwerp in Belgium. You've got all of those ports there. And then you've got Schiphol, there is the airport. Then you've got these road networks and you're quite close to the tunnel, which we will be filling in soon. So no, move, like, it move it into the middle of Europe. Do these people never play Total War um, campaign games? Because as soon as your capital city is not in the center of your empire everyone gets unhappy and that's not the center of their empire or it it isn't at the moment and perhaps until Putin, uh pushes all the way to the eastern seaboard then it might be the center of their um of their empire
0: this is to house what was it something like eight million people or something like that i uh, think it was a little more than that
2: yeah something but something like that yeah
0: something like that yeah but for the listeners sake um there's inside this area there's a bunch of population centers hubs and um best we could guess is what they've talked about with their other projects um you you have the community centers where you will share computers you will share you know like washing and all of that will be communal it will not be in your own home television those kind of things will all be theaters if you will you'll have to share all of that with others um, so good luck trying to get control of the remote. And there's another picture, uh, another picture that I had found that I I'd sent you last night, Johnny. That they show the the network of the high speed rail, and this goes everywhere in the- in Europe. And it-, it looks like where each of the stations are whatever they're going to have other population centers and from what it looks like um, kind of like your dystopian or movie video game book whatever uh, these population centers are going to be very similar they're going to have basically everything that you quote unquote need uh, right there and you won't be allowed to live out in the the rural areas you'll have to move everyone into these population centers that's the long-term goal yeah there you go that, that, that's a better picture to show the network they plan to have along with airports and all kinds of stuff so unfortunately this is i i, I don't know this is the direction everything's pushing i don't know i mean with the way technology is going and the way people are being dependent on technology this is this is an inevitable thing like they're eventually going to get to the point where Everyone's going to try to live into popular move into population centers. Not everyone. There's still those of us that like rule living, but this feels like it's the trend. This is what everything's pushing towards. You look at the sci-fi movies, they're all pushing towards this. It's getting it in people's minds now. And it's kind of conditioning the- conditioning them to think in this direction. And they're all kind of going this direction.
1: I don't think they're gonna bother trying to condition people to to do that. Because no, the
0: ones that. that are all The ones that are already living
1: there will be the ones that probably stay there. The ones out in the rural areas are the ones that will be frozen and starved to death by their evil Machiavellian plan. And I don't know, uh, I'm assuming this, that graphic will be on our
2: Telegram page. I will put these up today, yes.
1: And and I don't know if it's just the colour scheme they've used, but where you've got this semicircle in sort of a pussy green colour with all those red spots... It just looks like a pus-filled scab stuck on the edge of Europe with the rest of Europe all, all clean and uninhabited with the, with the odd airport there and there, which will obviously be for the elite so that they can go out to their rewilded villas, chateaus, castles. Because let's face it, when, when you've got wild boar, wolves and bears roaming across Europe again, which is what they're aiming for there, you're not going to be able to uh, go for a nice walk around there so you'll you'll need a fairly strongly fortified dwelling um i'm just waffling on now but
2: i don't know um, my friend i mean you have yourself a uh smith and wesson 500 then you might be all right well uh, as long as you've got lots and lots of ammunition there is that. Yes. Also, did you notice how far up into England that actually stretches or how far up into the UK that actually stretches? That goes all the way up into the highest The the orange lines that you see there, the networks you see there, those are the high speed rail lines. So you'll have high speed rail yeah, that goes like, to each one of HHS these areas. Yeah. yeah. Does, so this will be going from London all the way up into uh, into Liverpool and Manchester. And then, of course, you'll be able to shoot across over into Dublin. I didn't know you could take well, a train. Can you take a train from Liverpool to Dublin? I didn't think you could. No, that's a ferry link. Oh, it's a ferry link. Oh, I see. Okay, so we're still going to have... And then so we're going to use the, the boats. Yeah. The boats are going to be powered off of wind and solar, right?
0: I imagine so, yes. Or or they'll get leprechauns to do it. Mm. Uh, what I want to know, too, in this in this graph, unfortunately, the uh, article that that came from, they don't mention what that gray area is, the gray circle. So we, we have the green circle. That's a good point. Then there's a gray circle. And I don't know if that's the... What the city will intend to eventually grow to or this is the i I, I don't know exactly point. this is the area they're going to kick all the farmers out of yeah. this is a lot of farmland that's going to be lost uh, yeah in, in this that gray circle that you
2: can see there, Marty, just uh, just right here on the edge, that gray circle, you notice that that encompasses both of us
1: yeah, yes, it does but it also uh, encompasses the champagne region of France, so does that mean the elite won't have? any
2: bubbly? Oh no, they'll still have their bubbly, I'm sure. I, I don't see Klaus well, well, giving up his um, uh, his bottle
0: of Moet, do you? Uh, it, well, I, c- I can't imagine he'd want to, no. It might actually be, um, uh, I, I was wrong, by the way, on the 8 million, uh, they're looking at 30 million. But the intention of the project, according to what they're saying, is um, these cities are inefficient the way they are, and the way the market works is inefficient, so we should centralize everything and have everything organized, and whatever else they're saying. They're saying it'll help create a very strong uh, economy. Right, uh, and
1: and and who is the cartographer that has
0: created this vision of hell? Uh, this is, uh, let's see, this is the project backed by Dutch employers' organization VNO-NCW. Right, well, uh, they can kiss my hairy ass, quite frankly, can't they? It's a, a bunch of investors and institutional uh-huh. investors.
2: I'm sure that if you start digging, I'm sure we're going to find some familiar names in there. Uh, we'll dig yeah. into that next week. We'll take a look at that because this is going to be the topic of conversation uh, in the upcoming. And the, the reason that's going to be a topic of conversation is because if you mention that, they've actually gone this road with it already. If you mention that, you're a conspiracy theorist. You don't know what you're talking about. So that that's a conspiracy theory. We can't discuss that. Back on to uh, the UK. They're saying this. is An article out of the uh, the Daily Mail. They say that experts are warning that energy rationing this winter could be could see people told not to cook until after eight p.m. Pubs will close at nine p.m. You will have three day a week school. I know that you know somebody in the uh, the uh, as a school teacher. Care homes uh, will cancel their outings for residents, and swimming pools will be left unheated. Well, that's a very bleak
1: picture you paint there. But Liz Truss has solved it all. She's going to borrow enough money to pay all our bills. And and she's put a cap, finally put a cap on energy prices after the greedy swines have managed to double them. So at least they won't now triple. And as you said uh, yesterday's podcast, crude hit an all-time low. And yet the prices at the pumps is still high. And Germany has enough natural gas under a shale deposit to power itself for several decades. The UK has the ability to do the
2: same. On that point, uh, as of this morning, your government announced that beginning tomorrow morning, so this morning, when people are listening to this, when this airs, all of the fracking banning across the UK is to be scrapped.
1: Well, I'm in two minds about that, quite frankly. It's got to be... Done properly because our water tables rely on the ground as it is, and it's the same within within Germany. But whilst, we're, we're, how can I put this? I'm glad we've got the option, but we've got to do it very, very carefully, and not just let big business, the energy companies, do it whatever way they want as cheaply, yeah, as cheaply as possible, just to solve the problem and then create a bigger problem thereafter with our with our fresh water. So it's good news, but it's
2: good news that has to be treated with caution. Uh, let me see. So according to uh, – let me see. Who is this? Uh, according to Bloomberg, uh, they're saying that uh, six in ten – Six in 10 British factories are at risk of going under because of the energy bills uh, that are going up. But since they put a cap on it as of this morning, I think that should kind of alleviate maybe some concerns. I don't know.
1: No, it Uh, won't. It won't. If you've got a 12.5% profit margin and all of a sudden something that was about 25% of your total running costs doubles, you've got no profit margin. And so whilst they may have capped it at £2,500, that won't transfer across to, um, to businesses exactly, and businesses will still suffer. And that's what they want. They want those businesses to suffer. They want them to fail. They want them to fold. They want to move all industrialization to the third world developing
2: countries because labor's cheap and we're expensive. And with the energy costs going up, that doesn't mean that the government services are going to suffer, does it? No, of course it doesn't. Because if you were to go to London, one of the most surveilled cities in the world already, they're going to increase the number of cameras that they're going to be putting on the streets. Uh, I don't know if you caught this one earlier this week. The cameras that they're going to start installing across uh, across London are going to be Chinese made facial recognition cameras. I can't see a problem with any of this. We talked about this quite a
1: while ago, didn't we? We did, yeah. Uh, about facial recognition cameras and yeah. and whether it's a good but thing
2: or a bad thing. These are Chinese made, and here's the thing: Do you trust the fact that the Chinese don't put backdoors into the hardware that they manufacture? Because I don't. This was no, the, of course also they do. the big the big debacle that you guys had with the the Huawei deal in England yeah. as well. So this was one of the big yeah. concerns. But now we're going to uh, you know a country that that runs a social credit system in their country. Country, which we know that we're, we're hurling towards that at light speed, at breakneck speed. But we're going to put Chinese-made cameras in. Well, where else uh, are you going to buy them from? There's uh, you just no don't make no them. one else is You making. just don't make them. You don't make them. That's the point. I agree. I agree.
1: But if they're going to put these bloody things in, they are going to come from China. It's as simple as that. Or at least they, even if they were, even if they were assembled in Europe, the bulk of the electronics would come from China. What we actually need, I I don't think even us would suggest that we can go to a situation where there are no security cameras, no surveillance, because at the end of the day, you need to be able to have people there watching hotspots, deploying emergency services, security services, and police to locations. We've had recent fights in London of up to a hundred people with machetes, and that would have been picked up on a camera somewhere, even if no one's called it in. For one thing, it would give the police no excuse. They would have to have turned up and dealt with that problem. But at the same time, it's going to get misused. It's going to get abused. It's going to be used for social scoring. It's going to be used to invade people's privacy. So I can't ever see us go into a, reverting to a situation where there are not security cameras. But I think we have to have oversight by an independent body that determines where and how much surveillance is conducted. But we're never going to get that that we can trust until we've had a good clean out of all our WEF filth. That we have infecting
2: our bodies politic. That's true, and it it goes back to what we have been saying since the start of this podcast, which is we need to get ourselves parliaments of independence. We got to get rid of these uh, uh these criminal parties that are involved with these international organizations.
1: Yeah, um, I'm actually uh, taking on board our own advice, and I'm probably going to try and join a political party in the very near future or at least their, their supporters uh and so that I get a chance to stand up and start speaking about WEF infiltration WEF corruption WEF sponsorship of of certain party members you know we we've, we've got several local MPs around here that are in the Conservative Party and they are absolute WEF sellouts there's there's no there's no really? there's no, the local no way they can uh, no, I'm talking about members of parliament, members not of MPs, local okay. councillors. So yeah, I'm thinking about doing that in the very near future.
2: That's good. That's good. I know you and I've been discussing that for, for quite some time, uh, but we'll be talking more about that in the uh, the coming months, uh, in years, uh, as to what your uh, your plans are. Bruce, you want to weigh in on anything there? You, you look like you're ready to, to jump in.
0: Uh, I, I just was um, going to point out that Having the facial recognition, though it would have been useful to identify those 100 individuals that were having their little sword fight, it would help. But as Marty pointed out, uh, this could also be used negatively, you know, to target individuals. For example, uh, here in the United States, we have uh, political dissenters that are being thrown in prison because they don't agree with the current regime. If you happen to attend a rally or a protest that is, uh, let's say, pro-life or, um, a, you know, uh, lamenting the border not being secured or, you know, the pick your narrative. Uh, With that technology in place, they would be able to identify you perfectly. They would also have your cell phone records as far as where you've been, geolocation. And then with the current system the way it is, they could get all your phone records as far as your text messages, your phone calls, who you've interacted with, and then you could dragnet everybody that you're involved with and um, just start throwing political prisoners in, in prison, charge them with a misdemeanor, and uh, hold them there indefinitely uh, until they are, have trial. I mean, we we have people in there that have been in there now nineteen months, and they have not seen a trial yet. They have not had a hearing or any of that. They're not even allowed to see their lawyer for a misdemeanor.
1: Yeah, well, that's so, Putin's
0: fault, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's all. Yes, fault. yes, yeah. it's all Putin's fault. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and, and COVID. It's. Yeah, it's due to COVID that they haven't been given a well, no, trial. COVID's, well, your, COVID's
0: your fault. That's not Putin's fault. That's is it my fault. fault? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah, the average person's fault. But the the problem with these individuals that are in prison right now, or, or excuse me, in jail, they haven't actually been sentenced. Uh, the problem with them is, uh, see, they're white supremacists. They're fascists. See, that? that's the problem. They're just Nazis. So we want them out of society. Uh-uh. You see how this can be used against you is is basically what I'm getting at is, you know the listener. Yeah, okay. This this stuff will make you more secure, and it 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 does. It does make society more secure, but you have to understand the dark side to this as well. Whoever has control of it, they can use it to for ill will. And, and honestly, there are ways to get around facial recognition without any kind uh-huh. of permanent changes to your yourself. Uh huh. There's, um, um,
1: there's a film. It's called Three Lines. And it's it's about some Pakistani guys in the north of England who want to be jihadis. And one of the guys is actually a white guy who's converted to Islam but is the most extreme of them all. Isn't that always the way? You know, ex-smokers right, are always yeah. the... And he's got these other guys running around outside carrying things from a van or a truck to the house, shaking their heads rapidly to avoid surveillance cameras so that the facial recognitions won't, won't catch on. I, sh- I highly recommend that film um, to,
0: to anyone lions, who hasn't said, seen it. Three Lions. I think it's called Three yeah. Lions, yeah. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's not how you... It doesn't work sub- that way. Uh, facial, it yeah, work that that's, that's, that's I can grow a beard in about four days, so would that help? Uh, growing a beard and being able to shave a beard quickly, shave your head, yeah, or, you know... There's yeah, other long hair there's other maybe, things that you can do we other, can
2: we can discuss yeah. that uh, offline we can't do it. On, on <laughs> yeah,
1: I got punched Last... in the head rather a lot to, <laughs> to change the
2: shape of my face. But um... somebody actually was able to hit you. I'm surprised. Oh, when you're sparring, you have to let them hit oh, you every course, now and yeah. again, don't? Yeah. You? yeah, of course. Yeah, I heard about that poor chap that you knocked out twice. I heard about that. That was terrible. The same guy, <laughs> two years apart. Yeah, two years apart. Last point here. You're a retired Navy guy. This is uh this is interesting. I heard about the HMS Prince of Wales breaking down off of the uh the Isle of Wight last week. Yeah. Even if that were like that's not something you want public. (laughs) Like you don't wanna you don't wanna advertise that to the world.
1: That's not something you can cover up. The ship was on its way to uh the United States uh for a series of exercises. And um, it's very, very big, as you know. And it had to spend uh, a night or maybe two nights in the Solent, which is the stretch of sea between the south coast of England and the Isle of Wight. And it's very, very visible. So it it left to cheers, hoorays and and, uh, brass band music and then limped back under the power of tugs uh, later that same day. So you can't cover something like that up, unfortunately.
2: However, its sister ship, the Queen Elizabeth, has gone in its place. I have to say, this is uh, it's quite an impressive carrier when you, uh, w- when you look at it. Obviously, they haven't said what the problem is. I don't suspect that they will say that. Uh, but if you, um, if you break down like that, that's not... How do I say this? I, I just... I, I look at it as... Um, I, I feel like it was either... Like the press put it out the way they did as a way, it was like a form of humiliation, if you will, because this has been going, and I'm not just, I'm not picking on, uh, I'm not picking on the UK. This happens across the US all the time. Our entire F-35 fleet, I think is grounded right now because uh, they just found out today that one of the key parts that are needed in the F-35s, which by the way, this this ship was on its way to the US to take part in F-35 flight trials. We've grounded our entire F-35 fleet. They were grounded a month ago because of a, a computer problem. And they're grounded again today because one of the key parts on them, they found out were made in China and they could be compromised. So it, it seems to me like these are just, it's a, how do I put it? It's a constant thing with the United States and the UK that we're being publicly shamed, if you will, uh, when it comes to military blunders.
1: Yeah, it does seem that way. And of course the press will, there, that's the Solent, that's that, no, that's, that's faked. That's not a real photograph.
2: This is fake. You're telling you this This photograph is fake.
1: Yep, that's fake. Interesting. Because it can't come that close into shore. Huh. Not there anyway. But anyway, I actually do know what is wrong and what has happened. Yeah, you can't say but it. But I can't talk about you it. Can't, no, you can't say it.
2: Okay. Anything
1: else? Not from me tonight. No, um, I did promise someone that I would call Liz Truss a c-
2: <laughs> Why doesn't Ned just do it himself? No, uh, it's not Ned. Oh, it's not Ned. Okay, um, no, we, no, no. I'm assuming we will be uh, uh, we will be joined by him uh, tomorrow and Monday for the uh, for the listener. Uh, I'm I can only assume. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. If that's all you have this evening, uh, sir, it's been an absolute pleasure as always, uh, and we look forward to having you back next week to get your considered and informed opinion that we're all welcome to. Oh, welcome! Thank you very much, and and, fa- um, and good luck. Good luck to you. May the odds be ever in your favor when you phone in to uh, this morning on ITV to get your energy bills paid for the next four months.
1: I'd, I'd get instantly banned because I'd, I'd call Schofield some some bad names. Willoughby's okay.
2: <laughs> it's Schofield, but, um, not, not Jeremy Vine.
1: Yeah, but Schofield, he, he's I don't know. There's just something about him that I really don't like, uh, and at the moment he does. These adverts for a company that will sell your car for you uh, and and how quickly they can organize it in less than 30 seconds. So, yeah, it, surely the, the money he gets paid by ITV for the TV program should be enough
2: that he doesn't need to do tacky adverts as well. But it's not. Obviously, he's a greedy man. Indeed. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass us along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. bye